you are now tuning in to the Mind Body Podcast, where you will go behind the scenes of how the mind of successful entrepreneurs, experts, and true leaders really works. Here you won't just listen, you will understand the guiding principles to create massive change in any area of your life. And of course, this podcast is hosted by the strong, lovely, with the sexy Jewish accent, Lidor Dayan. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Mind Body Podcast. I'm your host, Lidor Dayan. And in this interview, I had the chance to speak with Joel Brown. So for those of you who don't know who Joel is, Joel is the founder of AddictedToSuccess.com which he built from scratch to be the number one motivational site in the world. With over 100 million views and over 50 million unique website views from his worldwide audience, Joel has become one of the biggest influencers in the world. What I really loved about Joel is that camera doesn't change him. Is the way is whether the camera recording or not. His authenticity and love to others is something that we rarely see these days and I see that he truly cares and not just saying words so people can love him for what he's saying. So what you will learn in this interview is the power of a vision and how you can as well build your own vision for your life and making sure to stick to it in a world full of distractions. So without further ado, let's begin the interview. So welcome Joel Brown to the Mind Body Podcast. Uh, this is so powerful for me because uh, I've been a big uh, fan of your podcast for a couple of years now. So you've been doing an amazing job, brother. Thanks for being here. Thanks a million. Thanks for having me, brother. I appreciate you reaching out and uh, offering your platform for me to share my wisdom with your audience. So, I, I am so grateful for it. So if you can share with us in a short brief who you are and what you do. So can Yeah. Yeah. So you know, I, I'm the founder of addictedtosuccess.com, which is the number one motivation and entrepreneurship website. Uh, I've reached over 160 million views worldwide. Uh, I have a podcast called the Addicted to Success Podcast with over 3.5 million plays and downloads. Uh, but more importantly, man, I, I love challenging people to step into their potential. I love serving. I love speaking from the stage and not just speaking inspirational things. I love facilitating transformation in people's lives. And I, I believe that we do this by thinking thoughts and starting with our thought and making that a, a thing that is greater than the feeling that we're currently feeling in order to create a new destiny for ourselves. And so I love teaching people how to live in their 10-year vision. And I love teaching people how to be confident in who they are as an individual and how to find their soul signature message so they can share that with the world. Uh, so in a nutshell, that's uh, who I am and, and why I'm here. That That's amazing, man, uh, how you've been, like, where you started and where you are today and the amount of people you attracted to your podcast and the people like Tony Robbins, Tim Ferriss, uh, you have so many big names. So uh, I want to take you back when you just started out because I know you were an employee and you didn't really like your job, right? So uh, what got you into that podcast? Yeah, well, first it was the website. You know, I started with Addicted to Success. I casted my 10-year vision. I was in a room with Jordan Belfort, the Wolf of Wall Street, when I was working in this sales job. And 
he really challenged me to cast a 10-year vision. And I remember finding a pain point in that process. And the pain was that I realized that I was spending two hours a day driving in peak hour traffic to go to and from work. And I did the math. And it was 10 hours a day, 40 hours a month, 476 hours in a year that I was sitting there wasting my life in traffic. When I realized this, I was like, man, that is pain, and I am not cool with that. <laughs> right? So I, I found a way to uh, motivate me from the pain, and then I also found a way for it to inspire me through the pleasure of what would my life be if I was able to create whatever it was that I desired. If I had all the tools, if I was playing at the ultimate version of myself, what would I be able to achieve? And so it started with Addicted to Success. I went all in on that. I remember writing four blog articles a day. Uh, I would reach out to people like your Tony Robbins. I had Deepak Chopra on the podcast. Uh, like you said, Tim Ferriss, Grant Cardone, Gary Vaynerchuk, Les Brown, uh, Gabby Bernstein. A lot of these incredible individuals said yes because they could see that I was bringing a community of people together that really were uh, about improving themselves and improving their lives for more impact in this world. And so because of that, uh, I was able to really live a, a freedom lifestyle myself and in turn I felt like it would be selfish just to live this for myself so I teach other people how to do it too and the podcast really is just a platform for me to be able to reach more people and to teach more people uh, so we've got the you know the website addicted to success.com we have the podcast I have addicted to success TV which is a YouTube channel and you know I run events as well around the world I run uh, an event called elevate. Uh, out here in Bali in Indonesia with my business partner and uh, speaker and coach, co-coach, uh, Emil Steenveld, who is an incredible individual too. And, you know, like I said, we're about transformation. It's not inspiration, it's transformation. It's, it's really facilitating a shift in the mind and in the heart so that your life is forever changed. Uh, so that's essentially, in a nutshell, like what we do with Addicted to Success now. So for a person that's just starting out, for example, and is just in his first or two years of entrepreneur, uh, it's really become harder from time to time because it's like waves, right? Like YouTube, everything started around 2008 or 2010, and whoever started then, like really make a, a big impact. So how can you still put your name out there and still uh, create a community around your business in 2018? Love this question, man. It's so it's so relevant to what we're going through in this day and age. You know, I started addicted to success eight and a half, nearly nine years ago, and at the time there weren't many websites or hardly any that were doing uh, inspirational pieces and sharing motivational advice. So I, the timing was good for me. But as you see the landscape online now, it it has become very. Uh, competitive. It's become very saturated. So what that tells you is that it's not going to be so much of a um, how do I just make epic content because that's such a high level of expectation that you're going to set yourself up for and eventually it will become a failure for you over and over again if you keep thinking that you can always produce high level of amazing content. That's the goal that you chase for but ultimately the best thing to focus on is how do I become as an individual somebody that has embodied what it really means to be a leader, right? So it's not about what I have achieved. You know, I could go off on all these things and talk about the Think and Grow Rich movie and the website and the numbers and all that. And to be honest, that just that doesn't mean too much. But it's like, who am I when I'm in the room with someone? Who am I when I'm by myself, one-on-one -on -one with someone? How do I show up? How do I... What kind of feeling do I leave people with after they've spoken with me? And this is what creates a great leader. 
right? The ultimate level of inspiration is to show others what's possible through your own actions. And so many people are portraying themselves as I'm so great and I have the millions of this and the millions of that, but can they back it up with who they are as a human being? And the answer mostly is no, because they have just gone for the material and the numbers and the significance rather than how can I shift it into my being so that on a cellular level, I'm an inspirational person because I'm courageous to really own my message. And I believe that you can do that too. Mm -hmm. That's what will make the difference online and you know, in this marketplace now is embodying it and focusing on mastery not on dabbling and playing around with things, but really committing to your craft and really being aligned with your genius and tapping into what you value most because that's where you're going to be most on fire and most in spirit. You're going to be inspired from within. That's the key. So what you're saying is less focus on the material and like numbers, like how many followers I have on social media and all, and more focus on your internal self and build your own self, your character. And by that, Absolutely. you will attract. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's a great Absolutely. point. Man. So, and a lot of people too, they are, are basically adopting somebody else's definition of success, which I call chasing unicorns. They're just trying to get this elusive, invisible thing that, that's not meant for them. And then when they get there, or the, the, there's two things, they, won't need, they may not get there at all, or they'll get there and realize it wasn't for them. And it feels empty. So you've got to define your own success. You have to find what are your top values in life and you create a vision around that, right? And you let that guide you and be your, your principal aim. And I think a lot of people don't have that. They haven't gotten clear on what it is that they are truly valuing in life. They go and adopt somebody else's definition of success and wind up short. What helped you uh, overcome, for example, your past bad habits when you just started and uh, procrastination? Because many of people uh, for myself like I have no procrastination when it comes to training in the gym like I can be I have a very woke ethic in the gym but when it comes for example uh, being in front of the computer for many hours or so doing my research and stuff like that then I can see I can get a little bit uh, procrastinated on that so what would you suggest uh, on, on this great question you know what happens is that 90% 90% to 95% of our thoughts are the same as the day before. It's terrible, right? And our attention span is eight seconds. A goldfish is nine seconds. So we're literally a second less than a goldfish. So when you see this, it's like, okay, we're going to be distracted human beings and we also are going to be mostly robots because we just float through life unconsciously. Now, to me, that's scary. Now, you can change it, right? The attention span thing is... is solved in the way of when you have a vision and when you are aligned with your values, you don't fall in the trap of the distractions because they're not as important as you achieving your vision, right? So having a really strong and powerful vision that disciplines you, that chooses your friends for you, that teaches you what to say yes to, teaches you what to say no to, that helps you to live intentional in your life, right? This is really powerful to stop the distractions. The second thing is that if you are living unconsciously over and over again choosing the same thoughts, then your thoughts need to be more powerful than the feeling that you're currently in. Every day when we wake up, we're mostly feeling the same feelings. When we're going through the distractions, we're feeling the same feelings. We're chasing the dopamine hit when we check our social media. But if you had a thought that was more powerful than the feeling it's of now you are choosing to be the master of your destiny rather than a slave 
of your unconscious patterns and your, your negative habits. So for me, it wasn't necessarily how do I stop bad habits, it's how do I make empowering habits more important that drives me to my big, big chief aim of my vision so that I instead practice that more to the point where I stacked over the top of the bad habits and made them less than. Now the bad habits can still show up. I'm not expecting them to completely go. That's just totally unrealistic. But I know that when I have my, when I'm really in my vision and I'm really practicing being in alignment, and when I sit and close my eyes and visualize my day, now I'm telling my mind, "Hey, you're not going to mess with me today. We've got a job to do. I know you want to float off. I know you want to go for the feeling. I know you want to feel good by checking the notifications, but." This is what I'm telling you to do today. You've got to negotiate with your mind. And it sounds crazy. People think you're like talking to yourself. You have to because it's your conscious speaking to the unconscious, which is trying to drive the show. So you've got to override that and say, today, I am the master. Today, I'm sitting here. I'm mindful of where I'm going, how I'm going to do it, and why it needs to be done. Right? These are really important things you need to say to yourself. And so when I let my vision guide me and I'm intentional about my life, now I understand that the notifications on Instagram are going to continue to pop up throughout the day. Now if I say, well, I'm going to give myself a half an hour window there to check it because it's still important. I drum business on there. A lot of people build their business on Instagram and keep their connections going. But if I say half an hour, I jump in. What I realized when I started doing that was that nothing really changed, to be honest. As a matter of fact, I had less conversations that were in a way kind of uh, – time wasting or less productive to say uh, than what I did before. It, it was no different to be honest. The high level productive conversations were being answered because I would answer them in the half an hour blocks. The other conversations I used to have were just back and forth chit chat that wasn't getting anywhere. Mm -hmm. So when you know you have a limited time to jump in, now you become less distracted. Another thing I've done as well. On my uh, Instagram, I don't know if you can see this on your screen here, but as you can see, I've got my, my apps here. If you go all the way, I've got to go all the way to the back last page to find mm -hmm. Instagram now. Nice. So when I pushed it all the way to the back page, I realized, because sometimes you can do this, you unconsciously open your phone and just straight click on your app and go and check it. It could be Facebook Messenger or Instagram or Gmail or whatever it is. You just check it. For me, now because it's at the back of the swipe screen, I have to swipe four times in order for me to click it. And now I'm realizing like, oh, wow, I've swiped enough for me to go, hey, wait a minute, I don't need to check it right now. Mm -hmm. I've got the half an hour at 4 o'clock. Yeah. Right? Nice. So this is how you battle the distraction. Like and my that. vision is, is something that I focus on every morning, bro. You know, I share my vision with my friends. They hold me accountable to my vision, and I hold them accountable to theirs. So the distraction action starts to go by the inspiration from within. So if you're listening right now, I'd love for you to really get clear on what is your vision, even if it's a two-year vision or a five-year vision or even a 10-year vision, putting in as much detail as possible. And, and you don't need to know exactly how to do it. As a matter of fact, the first time you cast your vision, it's not going to be the best vision. You taking action and starting to move in that direction is going to allow you to find out the rest along the way and tweak it so that you know how to do it. So people uh, that uh, don't know, I'm sorry I'm cutting you, just because uh, people can, might hear this and say, okay, vision, so what do they need to ask themselves in order to understand what their vision is? Yeah, great question. So four really powerful questions you can ask yourself is this. If you want to start getting clear first before you cast your vision, ask yourself, what am I good at? Number one, what are you skilled in? What are you efficient in? 
What are even like some of your friends? Ask them, the ones that are close to you, ask them for feedback. Hey, what do you think I'm good at? What particular activities or industries do you feel like I'd really excel at? And they'll share it with you, okay? And so you write down, what are you good at? That's the first one. The second one that you want to answer is, what do you love? Okay, what do I love? What are you passionate about? What do you value most? What do you spend most of your time on, most of your money on? What do you love speaking to other people about? What do you look up on the internet? What books do you buy? This will help you to understand what you value and what you love, okay? Third one is, what solution will you bring to the world? Because in order for you to have meaning in life and purpose, you need to be solving some problem or delivering some service or some product of some sort that improves people's lives or at least improves someone's lives. It doesn't have to be a million people. It could be one person a day. Whatever it may be, it gives your life meaning. So what solution will you uh, bring to the world? And then the fourth one, which I, I've added in myself over time, is how are you going to make money from this? Because if you want to build a career in something, you need to be able to make money so you can fund it even more to keep building your programs out, your courses out, your business out. You want to be able to reinvest this so you can continue to serve more people. So these are really important questions to answer. And once you got that down, then we start mapping out. Okay, let's say you got a five-year vision. Write down in your fifth year, start with that. Write it as if it's present tense, like I am. You could mention a place in the world. I am living in, let's say, Santa Monica, California. Uh, I, you want to do dot points first. I am uh, working out four times a week, uh, going to the gym four times a week, or running on the beach four times a week. Uh, you know, I am reading one book a month and focused on my self-development. But you want to start noting these things down. And as you start writing them out, what will happen is it sounds uncomfortable to begin with because you're not used to writing these out. But when you start writing it out, you start. You can take a break for five minutes or so and come back. You'll start realizing there's some extra details you want to keep adding in. You keep adding in and keep adding in. And then now your vision gets richer and more fuller and it gets more exciting. The key here is to make your vision exciting. What would the ultimate version of you five years or ten years from now be doing at that moment and you start with that future pace you start with the fifth year or the tenth year and then you work your way back you then write out your, your fourth year or your third year you start writing back like that you reverse engineer it okay what did you have to do in the fourth year to get to the fifth what did you have to do in the third year to get to your fourth and so on and that's the key it's reverse engineering because we're so used to thinking forward but when you write it backwards now you're able to pace it back to where you are in this current day and you make it exciting because it's something that you can create for your future mm -hmm. also you gotta have a, a good uh, structure because if you don't have the structures and the accountability just like you said then uh, you're just uh, wasting your time i remember i was like in date with destiny tony robbins and i write my goals and everything but I didn't have accountability and no structure. I tried to do all by myself. What got me to uh, like have like all the stuff I read and I didn't achieve anything. So what it does to your brain is like, ah, you see, you write all this and you can't even achieve that. And then your beliefs comes even like less, right? So I believe yeah. accountability is very important uh, each and every single day too. Like writing it down, see it every day. And uh, that's, that's the thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. You need that. I think the three areas that I love to focus on the most as a coach uh, and a leader is focus, 
right? Teaching people and supporting people and what they need to focus on in order to hit their goals and their vision. The second one is clarity, creating clarity in their life so they're clear on where they're headed. And then accountability is the third area. It's holding them accountable to their goals. Man, I see greatness in so many people, in everyone, to be honest. I think some people don't want to go there. They're scared of that success. But I see it, and I see what people are capable of, man. I've coached so many people now, hundreds and hundreds of people, one-on-one, and thousands to tens of thousands around the world, live on stages and in workshops. And what I find is that <clears throat> so many people are talking themselves out of their dream in fear that they're not the person that can take it. Mm-hmm. But it's there for the taking. It's absolutely possible. And it's the programs that we have running in our mind that keep stepping in, trying to rewrite it to take us back to a place of comfort. And what happens in the comfort zone, nothing great is created there. All the magic is outside of it. It's in the uncomfortable. And so we have these programs that keep running the show. And so rewriting it and reprogramming those, uh, those limiting beliefs and getting you to a place of empowerment is key. Our belief system is the thing that drives us. It starts up here, right? This is where we have to be ready. So in order for anything to move, we have to believe that it's possible first. Yes, I think it's also uh, keeping promises to yourself. I remember I, I had uh, Ed Milet to my show, and uh, Ed uh, is a very big entrepreneur, and he said, like, you build your confidence and you overcome your fears by always uh, uh, keeping your promises to yourself. Like, you said you're going to do something, and you do it, and when you do it every single day, then you build trust within yourself yeah. and therefore you keep on growing and doing and doing. But when you don't keep your promises to yourself, then your confidence goes down, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I talk about this a lot with my students. I talk about self-betrayal. Mm-hmm. When you're betraying yourself, lying to yourself. You know, I was in a place of self-betrayal. Before I got into building it addicted to success, I was working in the music industry. And I was doing a lot of it for the significance. I was doing it for the fame. I was doing it for uh, this like elusive dream that I had. And you know, it was great that I was in in the music industry and had that experience in the U.S. when I was younger. But honestly, man, I was coming from desperation. I was doing it for all the wrong reasons. I wasn't doing it from inspiration, like it was something I wanted to create. I was doing it so that people could approve of me. I was doing it uh, in a way where I was saying yes to things that I really wanted to say no to, and I wasn't trusting myself. Mm-hmm. And I think so many people are in this bracket, they're doing it and they're feeling unfulfilled. Even when I worked in my nine to five job, I just remember that feeling of waking up every morning like to that alarm clock that was going off. Man, that has got to be one of the like worst feelings, uh, bar you know, some other extreme things you can experience in your life. But one of the worst feelings when it comes to your career is going, man, I need to get up now at this time and drag myself knowing that the next eight hours or nine hours, it's not my time, it's someone else's. You know, that sucks, man. It really sucks. And I was doing it because I was playing small and wasn't placing bets on myself. And so many people in this world are doing that. And that's why when I started placing bets on myself and I moved out of self-betrayal and desperation into creation, abundance, and inspiration, I realized that, that whatever your, your mind can believe and can see, it can, ach- it can achieve. You know, this isn't a think and grow rich. And I was reading it before I started Addicted to Success over and over again. I was like, man... I'm actually actioning the things in my vision. I can see this is actually truth and it's possible. But the only way you get feedback in reality is by taking the action. Mm-hmm. You know, we can think so much in here and visualize it, but when you start taking the action, now you start to bring it out of fantasy 
or nightmare and you start to bring it into reality and that's the key it's like i want to bring as much as i can into my reality whether it's a you know fantasy for now we're going to find out how to bring this into reality but we need to take the action in order to see what shows up so i can pull it into reality yeah yeah that makes a lot of sense because uh, it's like just knowing everything about the gym you know okay you look uh, i know what to eat i know i need to train but you're not really taking yourself to the gym and walking out so it's all about taking a lot of action and consistency until it's a uh, team grover i had him on the show and he said you gotta build the reflex so the reflex comes when you have so much repetition like the highest achievers like michael jordan all of them when they do something again and again and again they don't have in, a, in any time for their emotion because it's just like a reflex it becomes automatic like for yeah. you if you're like writing or you're doing something that you did for the last 10 years and you had a really bad day and so many stuff happens you come into like it's like uh, the light when you turn it off and on and you're like okay walk mode and then you're like here uh, you don't think emotion right yeah Absolutely, man. Yeah, it's it's like getting up on stage now. I remember I used to just I was nerve wracking on such a high level for myself. It was just so nerve wracking for me to get up on stage and speak. My hands would sweat. Uh, I would try and remember line for line. I'd stumble. I would like look at the the projected presentation and not connect with the audience. And now when I get up, I don't even use slides. I don't sweat in my palms. I don't shake. I don't care if I miss a beat or a line. I'm not trying to make it perfect. What I care about is bringing value to the room. And I know it's not going to land on absolutely everybody, but here's the thing. Tony Robbins has a story that I can't share. But I have a story that Tony Robbins can't share. Or Gary Vee can't share. And so, right? and so if I take all that weight off myself and go, I don't need to be great like you know, person A, person B, or person C, that I have some sort of a value, just like you do, Leo. You have a value. You have something you've learned in your life. I'm sure you've learned hundreds or thousands of things, but there's something that you can at least get up on stage and share that's a value that you believe is value and share that with others. Now when you take all that weight off your shoulders, now you're sharing what you believe to be value. And if we could bring that into everything I say, like the posts you put on social media, every time you get in front of a video camera, every time you step on stage, it's finding what is my value that I've created through my, the, my experiences and my wisdom that I get to share with the world. Mm -hmm. Knowing that some people are going to take that on and apply it to their life and it's going to forever change the tra trajectory of where they're going uh, from here on out. And I think that's really incredible, man. And when I got outside of myself and realized that it was about me living my life as much as I can to gain wisdom to then be able to share that value with the world, that's when the whole game changed. That's when I stopped caring what other people think. And that's when I got in front of a camera. Like now, like you said, the reflex, boom. If someone's like, hey, can you shoot you know, a video on this? Can you go live on Facebook? Can you uh, do a promo video, Joel? We're about to do a masterclass launch or we need a video for your event. Boom, boom, boom. It's like one take. It's mm -hmm. easy for me now. It's a yeah. reflex. Yes. You know, but only because I got outside of myself and realized I had a value I could offer. It's like Michael Jordan getting on the court going, I know that I can really put on a show today and I've got goals I want to hit, right? It's a reflex for him because he knows how important the, the value to deliver is rather than him having to be perfect. He becomes perfect in a sense, in a progress, but only over a space of time. You can't expect it to happen straight away. Yeah. So before I ask you the, my last questions, I will do you what you do for most of the people you interview. So what would be your last 30 seconds uh, message when you leave uh, the world? Your questions that you always ask, right? It was the, your last 30-second yeah. speech, right? Let's jam. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's jam, man. I love it. My last 30 second speech would be this. You playing small does not serve the world. You standing in your excuses helps no one and helps no thing because when you try and be what you perceive to be perfect, you always end up falling short. So the key here is to be human. What is human? It's being real. It's being authentic. It's being not afraid to take risks. It's standing in your gifts and not trying to be like anybody else or seeking the approval of any other person except the person that you used to be, knowing that what you have achieved in the past is nowhere near as great as what you can achieve in the future. And that would be my 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. That's powerful, really powerful. Uh, so what would be your legacy you would like to leave? That's my question that bro, I ask at the end. Yeah. Legacy, man, honestly, bro, I believe that, you know, I'm created, created by God. I'm a big believer in God. I believe that God created us all for a purpose. And, you know, one day when I'm standing before God, when I'm, you know, crossed over and I'm on the other side, I want him to say, Joel, I gave you this much potential and you did the best that you could. But stand in it. I don't want him saying, I gave you this much and you only did this much. I want to know that my life in some way was poured out to the nth degree so that others that are, that are here are reminded of what it means to truly live in this human experience. You know, I think that if you can leave a room with people feeling like they are, that anything is possible, that there's more that they can do in their life, that they can live more full rather than spend the seconds and the minutes they have here on earth sad and unfulfilled, then to me that's a great life and it's a great legacy. I don't need my name in the Hall of Fame and I don't need it written you know, on the Hollywood uh, <laughs> you know, Hall of Fame walk. I don't need it in there, brother. It's, that to me means nothing when I'm dead and gone, bro. It, what I want is I want people to feel today that they can achieve anything and they can live a full life because I know way too many people that aren't and it sucks. And I want people to feel like they can live uh, with as much joy and as much fulfillment as often as possible if they get their ducks in order and if they really start getting to work and they really start structuring their life and connecting with better people and start practicing playing in their potential. That, that's amazing, man. I, I think it's really about, uh, just like you said, getting out of your own self, what you get out of your own self on your own box and you start to, to, to become yourself without any like okay I need this validation I need them to love me so I need to try to become somebody I'm not just so people can love me so once you we start I believe doing that uh, it's attracted more and more people to our life the the right people but when we always try yeah. to be somebody we're not you can feel it right you can feel it when you talk with somebody and is full of bullshit or is like on his head for example Sometimes in the talk, I'm, I'm in, in my head. So you can feel like, oh, he's in his head, right? So you feel when somebody is really authentic and with you, like now. Now I, I'm more free. But before, I was just a little bit more in my head, right? <laughs> so, uh, of course, I, of course, mm-hmm. brother. I, I, do this, I do this too, you know, I do the interview thing too. <clears throat> and it is interesting because sometimes as an interviewer or host, you're thinking of the next question as well. Because yeah. you want it to flow, but at the same time, you don't want to be hanging there for five seconds going, uh, okay, right? Mm-hmm. So, but, but this is what I found too at the start of the interview, and this actually ties in really well for everyone listening when it comes to confidence. 
is that I always give myself some room to find my feet. I call it finding your feet. I always expect that for at least the first five to 10 seconds to 30 seconds of a conversation or a Facebook Live or a getting up on stage that it's going to feel a little bit uncomfortable. That I'm letting my mind and my body, my heart, my spirit, and everything adjust and recalibrate to the place it needs to be to be aligned for me to start tapping into flow. So, you know, when some people, what they do is they get on like a Facebook Live and they trip out or they get on an interview and they start stumbling on words and, and they're like, oh, that's because they're expecting that they're supposed to be great right from the start. I never expected perfect. I'm going for great. But I know that eventually it will unfold like that. And I think that it's, it's so good that you went real and raw in this interview and you're like, man, I was in my head and now I feel free. Mm-hmm. Dude, you're being real and sharing with, with everyone that's listening that this is the process and this is what happens. And it happens to us all in so many different areas of our life. Yeah, that's what will connect your, your audience. Give yourself time to find your feet. That's what will connect the uh, yeah. audience to you when I'm like uh, having a bad moments or days. So I put the camera, I have a YouTube channel, so I do it for my Israeli audience and I tell and I share with them. So this way I am more connected to them. So I'm not like, hey, I'm here, I'm all perfect and uh, you're here. No, I'm just like you. I have like uh, this uh, stuff that sucks in my life and I'm okay sharing it. And I think that's what separates uh, a good, I think, leaders in the world uh, to those that just like try to be perfect. So where can people find you, man? Uh, so you can find me at uh, I am Joel Brown, J-O-E-L-B-R-O-W-N, uh, on Instagram, on Twitter. Uh, just look me up on Facebook, Joel Brown. We have the Addicted to Success. That's Addicted, the number two success on YouTube, the Addicted to Success podcast. Uh, if you want to get some, some wisdom from some of the incredible guests uh, that were featured. I think you featured quite a lot of the guests we have too, man. I, I, I saw some of the lineup and you've got, you've got an awesome lineup as well. So congrats on that. Uh, yeah, that would be the best way to do it. You know, I have obviously my mastermind programs. The big thing for me is the events, man. I, I can really facilitate massive transformation uh, standing in the room with you. And I, I know a lot of people love to come out to Bali and have that experience. It's a four-day experience with us where we go really deep in the room with you and you get to connect with incredible like-minded people. Uh, it's an application process, so not everybody gets in, but you know the reason why we do this is because we want people that are ready to play all out, that are willing to, to really dig deep and to go with it and really uh, you know create a better future for themselves. So um, that's everything that's going on right now and that's where you can find me. So make sure you, you, you uh, follow me on social for any updates around the podcast or the events. That's uh, at I am Joel Brown. Thank you so much. Uh, I want to acknowledge you and uh, really thank you for the time being on my show. Uh, I really don't, don't take it for granted. Uh, each uh, second by second, I really like appreciate it. So thanks for this. And also the, for all the listeners, don't forget to, to check uh, the podcast Addicted to Success. is one of the best uh, podcast on self-help I believe and when I just started on SoundCloud and I found you I really really loved it like oh my god this is good you have some good uh, names there and um, the way you talk with people your authenticity uh, it's very very beautiful to see uh, you grow along the way with your questions uh, as an interviewer so thank you thank you man that means the world to me I appreciate you and uh It's good to know that you're getting some value from the content that we're sharing, so thank you. If you enjoyed this interview or any other one from the Mind Body Podcast, feel free to subscribe to my podcast at iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and at my YouTube channel. Also, 
feel free to share this podcast on Instagram by tagging the Mind Body Podcast. Do you want to be a part of the Mind Body Podcast? So remember the fast factor. The fast factor stands for one Facebook. Become a part of the Mind Body Podcast community by joining our Facebook community just by searching on Facebook the Mind Body Podcast community. Number two, act. Don't just be a passive listener. Act upon what you've just learned by applying one simple thing from any episode or interview. Three, subscribe. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or if you're visual like me, then just search the Mind Body Podcast on YouTube. And number four, train others. Because just like I always says, leaders create leaders and you're all here to grow together. And by training others, you're training yourself. So this is the fast factor. Remember it. Facebook, act, subscribe and train others. Oh, and please feel free to leave a review which will engage all your VAC senses. And the VAC senses stands for visual, auditory and kinesthetic which when you use all the three combined you remember stuff much better for more information about my coaching public speaking and taking your mind and body to all new levels check my site at lidodayan.com till then never ever forget to smile see you soon